Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run can score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look, in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. And oh, did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. This is with the first pick, the CBS Sports NFL Draft Podcast. This is episode 66, Rick. I'm Ryan Wilson. That's Rick Spielman. He's smiling, but no pearly whites today, Rick. We're doing this a little earlier because of uh, Rick's got, he's going on several vacations, so we're having to plan around him. <laughs> so as Rick told me last night, Debo, he's a, he's a little more ornery the earlier in the morning, but you've been up for like five hours, right? Yeah, no, I already got up, walked the dog, did my uh, workout, and uh Showered up and ready to roll. Got so. your with the first pick po- podcast T-shirt yeah, on or golf shirt on. When's the last time you wore your team colors? You're right. I you, I actually thought about that when you had it on. I'll wear it on the uh, 12 hour drive I'm about to make, so everyone on the Eastern Seaboard will know who I'm repping, as the kids right. say. All right, today on the show, Rick, we're going to continue the first pick summer scouting school series and we're going to look at the old running backs and tight ends back in april we saw running backs go number eight and number 12 overall like it was 1997 and the first tight end didn't go off the board to the end of the first round dalton kincaid to the bills there if you remember some nine months from now we could see something different rick a tight end could go top half of the first round could he go top 10 rick no at 1990 was that a prince song I know just because being from up in Minnesota for a lot. Oh, that's- oh I, j- I just made up that random year back when running backs were really popular. <laughs> so I have to go back and look. Thanks for calling me on that. But uh, to answer my other question, could Hi. we see a tight end go top 10 next Hi. year? Yeah. Huh? Oh, all right. There you go. All right. And the running backs, they could last well into the, uh, to the second round. By the way, fun fact, I looked it up quickly. 2014 was the last year, if my math is correct, and there's a good chance it's not that we saw a running back go this late, and that was 54th pick, which was a second-round pick. Bishop Sankey, remember that? Oh, from Washington. Washington. Yeah. So that that was a bad running back's year uh, on paper. Jeremy Hill won that draft, Carlos Hyde. Um, but those were those all three of those players went in the second round relatively close to each other. But the fact that they went so late, maybe we see that this time around with, with this draft class of running back. Some good players certainly know – uh, Bijan's or Jameer's, but we'll talk about that for sure. And uh, by the way, if you missed it on the last podcast, Rick and I continued our summer scouting school series with the wide receivers. That conversation, of course, starts with Marvin Harrison Jr., but this will be another D class, and you can check that out in the podcast feed. And if 
as long as you're there, you might as well check out the podcast before that podcast where we started with the quarterbacks. And again, Caleb Williams, Drake May, my guy, Riley Leonard, Joe Milton, uh, Michael Penix Jr. There are a ton of guys that are going to be on the, the watch list, if you will. And you should listen to that pod or watch that pod as long as you're snooping around the old podcast feed. And uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. We're going to continue the summer scouting series every week until the college and NFL football season starts. So next week, we'll be wrapping up the offense with the old offensive line. And there are going to be two dudes at least that have an opportunity to be top 10 picks. So check that out. And if you're watching on YouTube, where you can always find us at NFL on CBS, take a half second, hit the old thumbs up button. Really helps promote the pod to folks who may not know about us. It's a slow part of the draft calendar, but things are going to pick up in a hurry the next few weeks. And to help us to continue to grow and to keep a roof over Rick's head, all 10,000 square feet, you can do your part by just hitting the old thumbs up button or subscribe to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a five-star review, all that stuff. I got to tell you, it's a big day today. Are you getting the roof? Oh, no, we're getting garage doors that we ordered in January. So wow. they will show up at 730 this morning. So I don't think you'll hear any noise, but I was not going to cancel the garage doors I've been waiting. Oh, for no. If you had to do the podcast from the garage while you oversaw the installation, I would not have been angry with you. I would have do it. I would have done it. So you're getting at last, if I recall correctly, you're getting eight garage doors for your eight car garage. Just two very small <laughs> dog house garage doors, dog house <laughs> garage doors, Snoopy doors, as we like to call them. All right. So thank you for everyone for, for helping us out with all that other stuff. Thanks for listening and watching, of course. And, um, Let's get to it, Rick. So we're going to talk a little tight ends and running backs. Let's start with the running backs here. I have my list. You have your list. And then Debo aggregated the list for us. I know that sometimes can, can get you. So we'll, we'll figure this out together. We both agree on number one, Trevion Henderson, Ohio State. And I think we should start here because I know that uh, the comps can be contentious when I give you my comps. It can put you off. We tend to agree on the scouting reports. So let's start with the scouting reports and they'll ease our way into the end of the conversation. And uh, hopefully you'll have a few sips of coffee before we go on. By the way, are you still just drinking regular drip coffee or have you at least you tried out the Americanos? No, no. It's whatever comes out of the machine or whatever the. The house, whatever in the house, I put a little cake cup in there, pushed oh, it, and I've gotten much better at making sure the cup is aligned underneath because there's been numerous times that I get yelled at for not having a cup, and then it goes all over the kitchen counter, aligned properly in the was it called a cure machine? Keurig, a cure machine. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, that's my fault. When we were when we were at the draft in Stanford, Connecticut, and, and I exposed you to the wonderful world world of hipster coffee, I thought I was. I didn't realize you couldn't align the cup properly in the Keurig machine. So I, I was trying to teach you to do calculus when you weren't even adding and subtracting it. So that's my fault. Have you no, even ordered the coffee? Yeah, but I am very excited next off season when we travel together again. Do. Uh, Go back into the realm of very rich, expensive coffees. Expensive, that, yeah. Or my favorite coffee, though, I like is uh, not we. Debo, I can't do that. They don't. We don't have an advertiser. They're not uh, sponsoring the show. Or I would. You can do it. It's okay. I love Pete's coffee. Pete's coffee. Okay. Tart, tart roasted coffee is my uh, all right coffee. See, so we can get a sponsor from Pete's Coffee Depot. Uh, meanwhile, I was thinking about the place we went to in Lexington, Kentucky. That was one of my favorite. I actually was thinking about that place at the Kenwood table. If you're in Lexington, check that place out. Uh, Rick loved the coffee there. Didn't get out of the car. I had to do that in the rain, but that's another story. All right, let's talk about these running backs, Rick. 
<laughs> uh, Trevion Henderson, and let me pull up his numbers real quick so we're all on the same page. His 510214 um his unofficial measurables before the season uh thought to be 448 guy we'll we'll see how that works out and i'll tell you quickly what i thought and then you can tell me quickly what you thought cuz that seems to be a a point uh in which we can all come together um thought he's low center gravity runner doesn't run too upright he is smaller so that helps you a little burst of the hole didn't create a lot of it on his own in the backfield uh, doesn't add much as a wide receiver. I don't know, and I'll ask you this, and then you can go from there because you can read a scouting report as easy as I can. When you see something like he doesn't add a lot as, as a receiver, how do you find out if he can be a receiver? Because that was one of the knocks on Kenneth Walker the third coming out of Wake and then Michigan State is that he wasn't asked to do a lot. That doesn't mean he can't do it, but how do you figure that out if you're if you're trying to if you're considering drafting a player like this? Yeah, and an example last year. Uh, was McBride, who maybe only had mm. a couple catches. That was the one who popped out into my head. But that's why you go down and do these pro days. That's why you see him catch the ball at the combine. You see how natural their hands are. You can't eliminate them as receivers out of the backfield because they don't have many attempts their way. But those are one of the uh, mysteries that you try to solve through the pre-draft process. And private, I know I've asked you this before, but refresh my memory because I'm old. I can't remember things. Private workouts, can you have them just catch 50 balls if you want, or is that dependent on what he and the agent want to do? Yeah. Now, usually I talk to the agent, but for the most part, things that you maybe didn't see at the combine or things that you want to make sure you have an answer to, you'll address those at a private workout. Or even at his pro day, and we saw that at Ohio State, right? We had the offensive linemen go. Oh, yeah, that got you going. The other one started but the offensive line coaches continued with those drills uh down in the end zone while the other positions were going and as you noted i can't believe you didn't note here paris johnson jr change your mind and in the good way and dewan jones change your mind in not a great way because yeah. of their participation in the in the pro days yes it did all right so d- tell me a little more about trevion henderson things that you like things that maybe don't stack up as we sit here to Bijan or, or jameer the the first round picks last year yeah 21 he was you know you there was no question that everybody thought this guy was going to be a first round pick last year i think he was banged up he had a foot injury but he is a quick run, uh runner excellent vision runs with a low pad level and center of gravity can make quick cuts in the hole uh, he's patient at the second level. I don't know if he has the home run speed. That's the thing that I had a concern with, although he had a 41-yard touchdown run versus Penn State, uh, but he's kind of a singles and doubles hitter, Yep. Uh, but very, very patient and very productive runner. He only had six targets, I believe, in 22, but his hands on those six targets seem to be good enough. That's something you'd want to find out. He has to stay healthy and see if we can get him back to – and show us what he showed back in 21. Yeah, and he had 28 catches his freshman year, which is also noteworthy because is this an old scouting adage or just something I like to tell myself? If you can if you can do it once, you can do it again? Yeah, no. If you can catch, you can catch. If you can't, you can't. <laughs> right. So we've seen him do it his freshman year. As you mentioned, uh, he, he may have been banged up last year. You know, I don't even pay a lot of attention at this point in the summer scouting process to the blocking of these running backs. Is I do. Yeah, but that's because you're you and I'm me. I just want to see if they're if they're good running backs, and then we go from there. But that said, Henderson didn't show a lot as, as a blocker. No, no, he's he's willing enough, but right. he's just all over the place. He's like a fish out of water, just flopping around. He needs a lot of 
technique worked in pass protection. But you got to understand a lot of these running backs in college are probably not going to be taught much right. pass protection. They only have X amount of time at practice, X amount of hours that they're supposed to be on the field through the whole year. Um, so they probably will not get the same technical coaching, especially in pass protection, as they probably will when they get to the NFL. And the same holds for these sort of big-name superstar players in college. They're not playing on special teams for the most part either. No, no. Right. But he, these most of these guys, uh, Rashawn Johnson was an exception to the role on special teams, running backs playing special teams. And blocking. And blocking. But that is something that if you're going to be a backup, or if you're going to be a rookie, hopefully you're good enough and you have to learn how to contribute on special teams, especially if you want to be active on game day. Yep, I'm with you. Uh, one other thing I'll know, I don't want to linger too long on this because we got to get to the tight ends as well. I thought I would like to have seen him break more arm tackles. I felt like he he didn't run through as many arm tackles as I wanted for a low center of gravity bowling ball type guy. Is that a concern or is that just... Now, I, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt just because of the uh, foot injury that he had. Okay. I don't know how that affected him, but that's something you'd look at. I'm, you know, I didn't go back to 21 since it's summer scouting. Uh, but if you really want to take a deep dive, and then you have to go back and look and see if he was able to do that in 21. All right. Who's your comp, Rick? 5'10", 217-ish. Uh, my comp was uh, J.K. Dobbins. Uh, who came out of Ohio State, that was the first guy to pop into my head when I was watching him. You know, it's funny. I had that thought, and the, my, the little devil on my shoulder said, what would Rick say, say to this comp? But then you did say on the Wide Receivers podcast that we're all about hitting home runs here. I thought J.K. Dobbins was a little more explosive. Is that – you disagree with that? I thought very similar skill set. Okay. Similar size for sure. I went with a guy drafted three spots before J.K. Dobbins, Cam Akers. Uh, just because similar size, I think he's more in line to J.K. Dobbins in terms of on-field productivity. I think J.K. Um, was better his final year. We'll see. Trevion could have a huge year, and it may not matter what we're seeing here right now. But I think those are the comps. Same, similar size. I thought Cam Akers had to do more with less. And here, if you're looking, I just I've, unfortunately I looked up again. I was looking down at my notes, and Debo put the poll up. Better comp for the 2024 running back prospect, Trevion Henderson. Debo asks on Twitter. And two-thirds of the people agree with Rick. So Rick is now winning two to one in the poll race. I won quarterback, the quarterback conversation, and you won the wide receiver and running back conversation. Do you have any more polls I should be wary about for this podcast, Evo? I do. I do. And this is actually our YouTube community page. So if you want to vote oh, in any oh. of these, you can dictate where the dollars flow to. <laughs> Head over to NFL on CBS and the community tab. On the community tab, it's not like it wasn't clear that J.K. was was Rick's guy, though, right? So there, you're just voting blindly. No, I I even gave you a vote for Cam Akers just to boost you up a little bit. Yikes! <laughs> All right, this is a problem. So Rick gives me a hard time about my comps. Apparently, Rick, I'm not very good at the comps. So no, you're excellent. I think you do a fantastic <laughs> job with the comps, and yeah. I really appreciate all the hard work that you do to really dig in and try to come up with oh, uh, a comp. And I've been very impressed with your comps today. Um, yeah, I'm paying for that garage door. That's why you love these comps. All right, let's go to the second guy, Trevion Henderson. He worth watching, obviously, on what's going to be a, another really good Ohio State football team. Who's the quarterback at Ohio State, Rick? Do we know that? We don't know that yet. All right. Second up, and this is a young man 
Uh, there's a young man for you who thought he was, we thought that maybe he would come out in last year's draft. He got hurt in the Illinois game late in the season. I believe it was the Illinois game. And um, he was hobbled thereafter. He was a big part of their offense at Michigan. Blake Corum, the running back there. He is, he plays much bigger than his size. And let me get his unofficial numbers here. Five, seven, uh, almost five, seven, um, a little over five, seven and a half, 219. So he's a, he's a bowling ball in the, in the truest sense of the word. Uh, Unofficial four four five speed. We'll see. Uh, I think that I think he plays at that speed when we when you see him on tape. Uh, the undersized part is, is the the biggest part for me, but the two nineteen more than makes up for it, Rick. So, what's that trade off like as an evaluator? Obviously, he's a small catch radius guy. If you're concerned about that, as he helps in the pass game, but he's not going to get pushed around because he's five seven because he weighs two nineteen. No. Um... Now, uh, when you, were you asking me again? I was focusing on my notes. I'm sorry. I should pay better attention to not only what you're saying, but <laughs> your comp as well, because oh, Jesus, because, uh, it really helps me go in the direction I need to go by listening. I know. To I appreciate it. That you say, because I would hate to be go against the grain on anything. <laughs> uh, yeah. Any concern when you're uh, scouting a player who's five, seven as a running back, but he does weigh almost 220 no, pounds. No. Now you're looking at the production on the field, understanding that five seven's probably going to have some issues in pass blocking, but you can get away with short running backs. There's been some short running backs uh, that have had very, very uh, productive careers. Yeah. Two, two of the comps uh, that we have, mine's better than yours. We'll see. I hope, I hope Debo did that one. Cause that one's going to be a home run dunk for me. Uh, I just said home run dunk. That's how, that's how, deep in the hole I am worried about this. All right, so let me tell you about Blake Corum, and you tell me how you feel about that. So, again, he had that, that injury against Illinois, came back to to um, return to school. Um, oh, he was listed as a 4-3-8 guy before last season, so he's gotten slower. Uh, I think that's the joke. You never know what the, what the numbers actually are until you get them at the combine or the pro days. Uh, he does have kick return ability, which is obviously very important. We talked about special teams earlier. Uh, that's one area where these big-time players can contribute. Again, Roshan Johnson was great on coverage. He also, he can return kicks. He's the exception, it feels like. Uh, built low to the ground. His quick lateral movements uh, makes him a moving target behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, he had 24 receptions in 21. Only had four through six games last season. Um, oh, actually, I, I did put my notes. Listed as a 438 guy, but didn't consistently hit the afterburners once he turned the corner in the run game. Uh, he can cut it on a dime. Usually takes, on, takes more than one defender to bring him down. Good hands as a receiver. Uh, immediately becomes a returner in space in the quick game. So I thought he added uh, a lot as a playmaker, not only as a running back, but his ability to create mismatches, especially on the perimeter where he can use his speed and his quickness to, to win there. The only issue is that he's 5'7", and for Rick, that's not an issue. And again, sort of the same concerns with Trevion Henderson. Didn't do a lot in the past game, but again, he did it two years ago, just last season. That wasn't a part of the offense, or for whatever reason, doesn't mean he can't do it, just didn't do it recently. Yeah, no. Agree with everything that you said. I thought this guy was the quickest uh, stop-start guy out of anyone in the draft, being able to drop his weight and elude in space. Uh, contact bound, everything you said, I agree with. I did have some concern with the speed, uh, and the only reason I say that, he did pop one and finish a run versus uh, Penn State in the game I watched. <clears throat> but in that Illinois game, he got gunned down from behind uh, on a screen. Uh, but uh, very good running back. Uh, he is short. I think uh, 
His hands are good enough, although he likes to catch in tight, but he's not going to be a target down the field or he's going to be a guy that's going to be a check down guy or use him on screens um, just because he's so small and hard to see down the field. Nothing like a Jameer Gibbs, even though Jameer Gibbs was uh, not was a little taller than him, uh, but he'll function in the screen game and things like that. But he is a quick, explosive athlete. Just want to see what his speed is. Debo, is this the one of the ones you had the poll for? Unfortunately, no. Okay. Who's your comp, Rick? Kenneth Walker. Yeah, I don't hate that. I looked at that too. And then, uh, I, again, I had the, the Rick on my shoulder conversation. I went with MJD, Maurice Jones drew 2005 second round pick out of UCLA. I believe 2005. Um, yep. How do you feel about MJD? Um, it's MJD, they're similar size and weight when you look at it. MJD felt like more of a bowling ball type player than Blake Corum. I think you did an excellent job with your uh, <laughs> get out of here. So I am going to put a future Hall of Fame grade on him. Would you, if you needed a running back and you had the, the 16th pick in the second round, would you take Ken Walker or MJD, both you know coming out of college in their primes? Well, right now you take Maurice Jew Jones because you know how type of That's career true. he has. So yeah. All right. I'm taking the uh, low-hanging fruit, the one I know for sure. I think if Blake Corum – Ken Walker had a great rookie season. I think if Blake Corm comes in and performs like either of those players, that's a, a huge get. And I, of course, because uh, you didn't keep me on track, we didn't talk about this with Trevion Henderson, but we can talk about circle back with Blake Corm because the, the game you were interested in watching for, for both players are the other teams. So, yeah, because uh, Henderson didn't play last year in the Michigan game and Corm only where it was able to get the two carries for six yards. So I'd like to see those against very good defenses match up in such a uh, high-profile game. Yeah, so, last year Michigan won that game. Yeah, pretty handily yeah. at, at, Ohio, at Ohio State. Yeah, that was that was, a, that was a problem if you were a Ohio State fan. And also, let's talk about uh, we have these guys ranked Trevion first, Blake second, but in terms of where you see them getting drafted, I think we're in agreement here. Day two, guys? Yes, yeah, yep. I had second-round grades on both. Yeah, I had late second, early third on both. But again, and I've said this before, I struggle with placing where these running backs get drafted just in, because everything seems to change. Like 20 years ago, our Henderson, and neither Henderson nor Corm were first-round picks 20 years ago even, right? No, not yeah. in my opinion. Okay, no, I agree with you. All right, well, we're off to a rollicking start. Debo, we're in agreement on a lot. Rick loves my comps. This is a great day to be alive. He's getting garage doors. Going on vacation. Go, going on vacation in the car 12 hours with the dog and the kids. <laughs> So uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll rip through these other three running backs and hit up the tight ends. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. FedEx Cup coming to CBS, Rick. What's the last round you shot on the golf course? 86 on Saturday. Oh, you're getting better. You're getting better. I'm, I've I'm, won that I'm, bet. I got those bets going for me. These... Yeah, you're you're going to lose all those bets. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to get the most improved player of the year award at the end of the banquet of my men's league. <laughs> Is there a, an award for that? I asked them for one. They said no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they think you're uh, you're a ringer. You go out there, you shoot 100, then you come back and shoot an 84. All right, let's hit these uh, final three running backs, and then we'll hit the tight ends here. So give me your number three running back on your list, because I think it's different than mine. Yeah, well, it was Coram. I had number two. My next guy was Sanders from oh, Arkansas. Oh, I had, received, I had Raheem Sanders fourth. So let's talk about Raheem Sanders. Arkansas running back, he is a grown man. Let me get his numbers here. Raheem is unofficially 6'2", 221, listed as a 4'5", guy. So explain to me why you had him number two. One, because of the size. He runs a lot out of pistol formation. This yep. guy is very patient, uh, very good run vision. He can pick and slide his way through a hole. Very good body lean. It's tough to knock off his feet. He's good speed, but he's not electric. Uh, did have a long TD runs in the old Miss game. Uh, if you want to watch that game, Ryan, that would be a good game for you to watch. The old Miss game? The old Miss game. Yeah, that's what I watched. Go ahead. Catches the ball well, the backfield. Uh, I liked him because of his size and more than willing uh, in pass protection. This is a big physical workhorse back, uh, but he does need to get enough carries to get himself laddered up in a game. <laughs> He's not going to be like come in two plays and run two 80-yard runs. He's right. got to get his carries. He's the type of back, I don't want to call him old school, but the more that you give him the ball, the more he ends up wearing out the defense because of his size and his physicality. Yeah, no, I agree with that completely. I, I did write, and I liked him. Don't get me wrong. I think part of the reason I had him fourth, I was so angry at the Ole Miss defense or their lack of defense. It's like they were playing two-hand tag and no one had any arms on the defense because they were letting him run. By the end of that game, they didn't even want to try to tackle him. I wrote the... <laughs> yeah, let's not, let's not give the kid credit. Let's just blame it on Ole Miss defense. No, he listen, He wasn't. he's not fun to tackle, but at, at, at some point, you would like to see a better effort from the old. I mean, listen, if you were in the being very patient with you right now, <laughs> well, let me let me put it to you this way. If you were in the uh, general manager suite and you saw a defense like that, you'd be yelling some things about the defense needs to get better. That said, I thought Raheem Sanders, I think he's a really good football player. And I thought my comp reflected that. Uh, I did say, um, I didn't think like he doesn't have the juice to turn the corner. Like he's not going to turn the corner like Blake Corn, for example, but that's not his game. He's a completely different body type and he's going to bring a completely different element to the backfield. Um, we both had, let me see. So you had him as a second round guy. I had him as a uh, early third guy. I'm guessing you had him as a second round guy, right? 
Yeah, I have him right there in the second, third round right now. We'll okay, so yeah, so we had him in the same ballpark. I just had the guys ranked a little differently. And, and look, Ole Miss defense being crappy or not aside, Raheem Sanders is a really good football player. Who was your comp for Raheem? Roshan Johnson. I like that too. I really, this is angering me that you're not doing a worse job of this. But to defend myself against the uh, the excuses of the Ole Miss defense, I thought my comp was low. Oh, God. Oh God. I thought Debo was going to throw up a poll there. I was getting nervous. <laughs> you need to keep those polls up there for a while to see <laughs> the season to see how our initial comps are. All right. Yeah, that's true. Your actual instinctive reaction to my comp, uh, Joe Mixon high, high end, TJ Yeldon low end. Yeah, I really like those comps, Ryan. Oh, I think you did a phenomenal All job right. coming up. I think he's <laughs> the like Joe Mixon, I don't know. He's not as athletic as Joe Mixon. You agree with that? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, whatever you say, I agree with. Oh, okay, good. I don't think he catches the ball well as TJ Yeldon came out when he I came. Know. Out. It was, it was. Well, Roshan Johnson catches the ball pretty well, though. Yeah, no, he's very good. I thought Rick, my is, Rick has simmered down since last week when he was Mr. Go Big or Go Home. <laughs> With his comps? Yeah, it's like compare well, this everybody. Next comp, I don't know, Debo, this next comp, he, he, I think he was, he got the Keurig misaligned on that coffee sipper because he, this one's getting crazy. All right, let's talk about this guy. And by the way, this guy, where did he rank Braylon Allen of Wisconsin? Where was he on your personal list? Fourth. Oh, so he was fourth. I had him third, so I liked him a little bit better than Raheem Sanders. Your comp suggests that he should be higher than fourth, but we'll get to that in a second. He's another big body running back, and he's 20 pounds heavier than, than Raheem Sanders. Six feet, uh, almost 6'1", unofficial, 240 pounds, 4'6'0", unofficial. And that, that's how, sort of how he plays, but that's you're not going to see many guys that weigh 240 running in the four threes. Um, let's see what I have here. Wasn't particularly uh, tw- twitched up or, or shifty, but that's not. He's more bull than ballerina. Um, he's not going to run outrun NFL defenders to the edge. He's a one cut and go guy. Uh, he can get his pad level low, um, and you see him do that consistently. He likes to truck would be tacklers, uh, explodes through the hole with pad level uh, tackles, bounce off of them if they don't square him up, and then he can rip off long runs. Even though again, he's a four six guy. But Rick, would you agree that four six in the open field with a defensive back? four yards behind you is plenty fast enough to get the end zone? Mm, yes, I do, right? I, I, I do agree with but it's you. But t- it's rare that you see, except for like the DK Metcalf rundown, who's that, Buda Baker he ran down? Like, that's the exception. But typically, if you hit a full head of steam at the second level, it's hard for linebackers yeah. or safeties to redirect and, and chase you down until 40 or 50 yards later. Unless you're slow. Unless you're, <laughs> well, four, six, I think that gets you there. Oh, that's, that's too slow? That's slow for me. All right. Well, um, was Braylon Allen too slow for you? No, no, he was he was fine. I just okay. I, I thought that when we go into the big back category, that Sanders was more explosive. Yeah. Than, than uh, Brandon Allen was. All right. Well, then explain your comp. My comp was a poor man. Please, poor man, <laughs> Derrick Henry style, because that's the only back that that size that I can come up with. I couldn't think of another back that big. And Derrick Henry, it, he's not as explosive as Derrick Henry, but he goes forward on contact because of his size. Yep. Probably not as fast as Derrick Henry, but his run style reminded me of Derrick Henry. Yeah, I mean, um, Derrick's a little more, feels like a little more high knee guy. 
but I get what you're saying. I went with AJ Dillon out of, out of uh, BC as the uh, upper end, Quadra Allison out of Pitt as the sort of low end, depending somewhere in between there. They're similar size weight guys. I think AJ Dillon maybe is on similar athletic terms than Braylon Allen because Derek yeah, Henry's is a special athlete. I would say that I like your comp better than my comp. Wow, look at that. I think he's actually being sincere too this time, Debo. <laughs> Not really. Yeah, I am. I am being very sincere. <laughs> he caught himself. You, you got right. a better comp than I did on that one. Even, I tell you what. Um, I wanted to give this next segment to talk about Will Shipley out of Clemson, who is a completely different body type. 5'10", 205, unofficial, 446, unofficial. I so desperately just wanted to say, Christian McCaffrey, what do you think? Because I knew that would... That's what, not... That's your your wig would come off your head, and you would not be able to glue it back on there. I didn't do that. Thank you. Uh, he's not nearly... He, I mean, look, Christian McCaffrey's in a, in, a, in a league of his own, but we're talking about those sorts of players, the Jameer Gibbs types. Um Shipley doesn't have that athleticism. He's versatile. He he can catch the ball in the backfield. He is a matchup problem uh, because of his ability to catch the ball. He lines up in the backfield. I, I thought I would see. I'd like to see him more, maybe move around. But the games I watched, he didn't do that. He's tough. He's one of the toughest players on the field. Um, he's not going to give you anything as a blocker, but that, that's not a surprise because of the size and, and the position. Um, he'll run between the tackles, but that's not his game. And uh, I would like to see him run through a little more tackles as, as a running back, something we see Christian McCaffrey do. Um, but again, I think he's an, a, an integral part of that offense. He was a big part of that offense last year with, you know, DJ Uwe Uncle struggling. He's just not the athlete, uh, the Jameer Gibbs or the Christian McCaffrey's, but he's a good player. Solid player, very good football player, and agree with everything you said. I don't think he's a number one back. I think he's a number two running back that's a compliment back. Um, but all the things you said, he can catch the ball. He's not a very good blocker. He can run. He has very good vision. Uh, because of his skill set, I think he was one of the probably prominent playmakers on Clemson last year that kept them in a lot of games just because of the inconsistent quarterback play. Right, exactly. And he, he's a kick returner, too, so he offers that versatility. Your comp is the guy you drafted. Yeah, a little bit Jarek McKinnon to me, where he's a great number two compliment back where he can catch the ball. Jarek's probably a little faster, um, but similar skill set on what they can bring to the offense as far as catching the ball and being a, a number two running back. Yeah, now I like yours better again. This is it's a humbling day for me, Rick. I went with Gio Bernard out of UNC. Um, similar size. I started with the size because you were getting on me because I had all these – mismatch size comps. So I went with the size, but Jarek's a better, he does more of the same thing. Geo is a similar type player as well, but I think Jarek is probably more on point. Although I'm sure if I were to ask you, you would love the Geo Bernard comp. It, it is. I was going <laughs> back and forth very hard, but for about two seconds. <laughs> Let me ask you quickly, how do you do your comps off the top of your head or do you consult things online? No, I do it right off the top of my head. Just no. everybody I've seen or drafted. Because I have to, I go to Pro Football Reference and I, I match up the, the heights and weights, and then I start from there, and then I go to mockdraftable.com and see if there are any things that I miss. Because then that compares sort of the the workout warrior numbers, and um, clearly my method isn't as as good as yours. So no, I just go off basically for as I'm watching guys, and I did that when I was scouting. As you sit there watch it, then you go through the rolodex on everybody you've seen, and it's like, who does this guy remind you of? And then some some way shape or form a name pops into my head every time i do that i don't i didn't know that they had those machines you showed me um machines <laughs> yeah all those machines and well, that's because you were having to do 
offensive lineman 27. So you needed to go deep for your comps at that point. <laughs> uh, so was it a requirement on the scouting reports yeah. that your scouts wrote to put a comp on there? I always wanted them, everyone who they've seen in the past, who did that remind them of? Because as soon as they gave me a comp, um, then that would kind of give me a picture. Now I'm laughing because how long would I laugh in the organization uh, if you got my comps and then watch the player? I just have to learn how to look at a different <laughs> picture than I would normally be used to looking at. Were there scouts? That, great thing because that makes me think even more. Were there scouts that had such, uh, I'll say, bad comps that you? ignored them or you had to have conversations with them no never oh. Oh. i never criticize anyone's opinion of what the stop it uh i'm and it may be because the guy's only been scouting for two years so Debo, do you believe that that rick never called anyone out it's tough to believe to be <laughs> <honest with you. laughs> all right rick we're gonna take a quick break when we come back we're gonna talk about uh one tight end in, in particular and we'll hit the other ones as well right after this Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. It's the UEFA Champions League on Paramount Plus. Europe's top club soccer tournament. Champions versus champions. The best teams facing off in the knockout rounds. Magnificent! And it all takes place. While you're filling out financial reports at work. In the middle of your day. In the middle of your week. So use that second screen. Call in sick. Do whatever you gotta do to tune in Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Nobody watches the UEFA Champions League like us. Stream every match live exclusively on Paramount Plus. Hey, remember, uh, thumbs up on the old uh, YouTubes, if you don't mind. Subscribe to the podcast, five-star review. And if you're listening, we just saw a commercial for Paramount Plus. Rick, how's Paramount Plus going? It's going very well. Um, I, I really have enjoyed my uh, victory lap, uh, searching through some of the movies and some of the shows on there. And if I don't get to see the show when it's on CBS, I can always oh, wow. go back to Paramount Plus and watch it again. This guy knows how to read a copy. Uh, yeah, I just showed my 11-year-old Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, Did you see the movie... computer in that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was changing grades from his house on the on the big on the big pewter, as you call it. That's 1986. He liked it, but he's like, this movie's kind of weird. And I, I know, a movie that's almost 37 years old. Is that what it is? Um, yeah. So that was there. The new Top Gun. You've seen New Top Gun yet, Rick? No, I have not seen the new Top Gun. Oh, you will love the new Top Gun. You saw the original Top Gun. Yes. Yeah. I did. You'll love the new one. All right. Tight ends. Brock Bowers. That's where it starts. Last year, there were two tight ends on that team. Darnell Washington, we thought, had a chance to get drafted in the first round. Had an injury issue that saw him last to the third round. Went to Pittsburgh. He's been on the All Things Covered podcast. If you want to check that out with Pat P and BMAC. But Brock Bowers, from the moment he stepped on that campus, was the best tight end uh, on that team. And probably one of the best players and, and that, that uh, organization puts out first round picks like it's their job. So tell me about Brock Bowers because it's hard to find anything wrong with his game. He's six, four, two thirty. Yeah. yeah the, the, what's wrong is he needs to probably add a few 
pounds to his body, his frame, because uh, you like him around 240, 245 at least if you can. But mismatch in the passing game. They move him all over the field. Excellent. Hey, uh, sorry, Rick, to interrupt you. Let me ask you, if he's not going to be in line primarily, do you care that he's 240 or 230? I, think, I still think with how, depending on how you're going to use him, he's not a receiver. So you want him to get a little bit heavier. And physically, he's going to mature yeah. probably into two. So when we looked at body types at the combine, if we put an F on him, that meant frame. That means he was maxed out. Oh, if gotcha. B on him, that meant bulk, which means he can probably add and gain really good weight. So he would have probably a B alert on him due to being 230 pounds. We had minimums at every position. Yep. Height, weight, arm length, speeds, shuttle, everything from A to Z. We had minimums for each position. And how we came up with those is our analytics department said, these are the players that played at starter level or Pro Bowl level. They took all their measurements and came up with a model of what we use. And if they were lower than one of those minimum standards that we have, then we would put an alert on them. But an F alert would be, a little bit more concerning to me than a B alert because I know he can still physically develop and our strength department can get him in there and uh, get him uh, add a little more bulk to his frame. Yeah. And, and more than I think about it, I don't know of any tight ends who weigh 230 who had, you know, Hall of Fame, Pro Bowl, whatever type careers. The 230 is what, you know, you take big receivers and make like Jawan Jennings, for example. So, all right, take your point. So what 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 are if any are there any concerns about Bowers' game? Just uh, the lack of size as far as a blocker because they'll put him on the wing or H back. Uh, gives effort, but he's going to struggle if he has to man up versus a defensive end or an outside linebacker. So if you're going to pick holes, that would be the one area that you would uh, that you would want him to get a little bigger and a little stronger at as a run blocker. But he is a mismatch in the in the uh, pass game. Absolutely. I, I thought that he was a legit problem in the middle of the field when they lined him up there. They didn't do it a lot. Uh, once he got to the second level, he was legit out running safeties to the end zone. He's, he, has, he has very unique run-after-catch skills for a tight end. The short area quickness is impressive. His ability to, to move laterally I, I thought was really good. A lot of times you see, and this isn't the case with Brock physically, he's not a big lumbering tight end, but big lumbering tight ends aren't known for their lateral movements. They're known for blocking and, and being a – uh, a short and intermediate threat. Uh, he's a threat to all three levels. And watch the 78 yard touchdown catch against South Carolina. They'll tell you all you need to know about his run after catch skills. I feel like you're, you're uh, doing you're you have some sort of insight into what I'm doing here. Cause that's a, that's the exact play I was talking about where he just, those, those defensive backs didn't have a chance to catch him. All right. Who's your comp Rick? I'm going to go with a Kittle Kelsey type comparison. He's back to hitting grand slams, Debo. <laughs> that's that's where I believe that his skill set as a receiver is going to be at the NFL level. Yeah, you're going to hate this comp because I was trying to find the height weight and there isn't really a height weight. So I went with TJ Hawkinson in terms of technical skills. Oh, Jesus. This is the one you did, Debo? You got some nerve. This is the one that Debo did the did the, the poll on. With Noah fan athleticism, didn't even – oh, Debo. Turn against me, Rick. <laughs> I don't know what the people are, why they don't like your comps. I, I can't I believe. Know. I'll be honest. I can't believe thirty percent voted for me. Like that sounds people. awfully high. Uh, yeah, I mean, Rick has the advantage here when you t- pick the two most recognizable best tight ends in the game. Like Ryan could have put 
Kellen Winslow Sr. and, and Ozzie Newsome and, and had a better chance here. Oh, gosh. We, just so people know, right, we never share comps, so we could have had the same comps. We did for the quarterbacks, and then things took a drastic turn in the wrong direction for me. Yeah, Travis Kelsey, that, look, no offense athleticism. I was trying to create one super tight end, which is what Brock Bowers is. But Travis Kelsey, he was actually light coming out, too. You made that point. George Kittle, I don't remember what he weighed. He's probably closer to 250. So I'm going to dock you points for being 20 pounds over on the disparity in, in weights between the two players. <laughs> um, although I think Hawkinson was a little lighter than Noah. Back in that draft, because that's a draft where Hawkinson went eighth overall, the 2019 draft. Did you guys like Hawkinson better than Fant? Yes. Is that because of the technical over the athletic? Yeah, Fant was athletic and he could catch the ball, but he had a few drops too that he yeah. needed to clean up coming out. All right, fair enough. So, this guy has no drops. I, I don't think I charted the drop and everything. No, he's a, he's, a, he's a top. Let's talk about that. Top 15 or top 10? I put him in top 10. Okay. I think I said top 15 just to cover my bases because, you know, you never know. But so the last – all right, let's go through the list. I'm looking – I, I got, a, got a list of guys, tight ends, who have been drafted 10th or higher in the last few years, actually going back to 1960. See how many of these names you recognize, Rick. There are not a lot of tight ends. Uh, in fact, 20 total that have been drafted in the top 10 since 1960. Kyle Pitts, of course, number four. Is Bowers better than Pitts? Yes. What? All right, Debo, you gotta when you start cutting these videos, you promise to cut me. Make sure you cut that one. Make this one a short. Why is Bowers better than Pitts? He's more well-rounded and he's a better run after catch guy than Pitts. <laughs> Holy Pitts Moses. Pitts was fast. Pitts was like a big receiver. Yeah. But he was lean. Uh, but I thought Bowers just had in contested situations, Bowers was going to win. And run after catch, Bowers was more elusive and better run balance and run contact. Pitts probably was faster straight line. Yeah. Uh, but Bowers is unique as better athletically from having the ball in his hand than Pitts was. Yeah. TJ Hawkinson was a 4 7 guy. There's no way on planet Earth that Bowers is running a 4 7. I feel like he's a 4 5, 5 ish at worst guy. Yes. All right. TJ Hawkinson went eighth overall in 2019. TJ or Bowers? Bowers. I mean, if, if Pitts is. Number two, I don't know there's going to be a name on this list. Oh, maybe. Here we go. Eric Ebron, it was a fantastic athlete coming out of UNC. He was 10th overall in 2014. He had some drops coming out. He had some drops that plagued him. Here's one that I'm curious about. Vernon Davis, 2006, went sixth overall. There's a good one. That'd be close. Vernon Davis was probably more explosive speed-wise, I would say. And he was built. He was thick. And he was thick. He yeah. Was very well. I'd probably go with Davis. Kellen Winslow coming out of the U. Um, never really worked out at Cleveland for various reasons. He went six over in 2004. Let's see. Oh, you'll know these names. Brad, uh, Ricky Dudley. From, uh, was he Ohio State? He was ninth overall in 1996. He may have been That's more. Won my Paramount Plus was my, the only trivia I know is uh, players in schools. <laughs> That's right. That's how you want it. Uh, Kyle Brady was more of a blocking tight end, if I recall correctly. He went ninth overall as a blocking tight end. That's hardcore. Where'd he go to college, Rick? That was back in the day where you put an emphasis on run blocking, where in today's NFL, you're putting more of an emphasis on mismatch and receiving skills. Where did Kyle Brady go to college? Penn State. You got it. All right. I'm going to see if I can, can stump you here. Oh, the, the next. So that was 1995. 
tight end was top 10. The, the next tight end to go in the top 10 was 1980. And then we'll move on after this. If you know this guy, then you're, you've been in the league for at least 30 years. Junior Miller. Uh, I was in high school then. Sorry. Tight end. Drafted seventh overall, 2000, uh, excuse me, 1980 out of Nebraska. There you go. All right. So what I'm hearing is that Brock Bowers and Vernon Davis are potentially two of the most athletic tight ends to come out in the last 20 years ahead of Kyle Pitts. Yes. From a standpoint of run after catch, I'm not talking about just pure stretch to field speed. No, just athleticism, playmaking ability. Full yes. whole package because Kyle Pitts is a fantastic athlete, but not as polished as Bowers. And and, and, and Bowers, even though he's two thirty, he runs stronger. I you're not going to get any argument from me, sadly. All right, let's let's rip through these other tight ends in the next ten to twelve minutes, so I can get on the road. Number two, who's the number two tight end on your list? Stover from Ohio State. Stover was four for me, so Kate Stover returned last year. Former defensive player, so he's still relatively new to, to, to the position. Tell me about um, Kate Stover. Uh, I thought the one game that he really struggled in was Michigan, um, but I thought he played really well in the Penn State game. He got hurt in Georgia at, when they played Georgia. This guy is probably, besides one other lad we're going to talk about here, the best run blocker, the most well-rounded tight end, although he needs to finish better. He needs some route refinement. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be a total mismatch in the passing game, but I gave him credit for his upside because he is new at the position. He can catch the ball. He had the drops in the Michigan game. Talented enough to develop into a backup, uh, and I think he could be a number two on the Y or on the line Y tight end, uh, and he's going to be able to contribute on special teams. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think part of the concern for me, not necessarily concern, but the reason I had him four instead of two is that that he is still a, a work in progress and there weren't a lot of targets for him to go around, understandably so, when you're on that offense. So you're sort of projecting, which is obviously something that you probably do a little better than me. So I fell in love with the athleticism of the the player we'll talk about in a second. You instead went with the upside of Kate Stover. Your comp for Cade was whom? Tyler Conklin. Wow. So another player you drafted. Yes. And I'll be honest, I went with Foster Moreau because he just felt like if you built a tight end in a lab and said, all right, go, uh, or at a central casting, I, I should say, that would be Foster Moreau. He's just sort of a, a, a faceless 6'5", 250-pound tight end-looking guy. That's who Kate Stover is for me now. So yeah, but Kate Stover is not 6'5". He's more right in line with Tyler Conklin, about 6'3", 250. He's 6'3 and almost 6'4, 251, 465 unofficial. All right, you got that one. All right, let's move on before uh, the uh, happy juice wears off and you start getting on me about these comps. <laughs> no, very good. I mean, I can see the six, I can see the comp very clearly in my head. Thank you. Who is your number uh, three tight end? Uh, Jaheen Bell. Oh, man. All right. Well, my number two tight end was Javion, Jatavion, excuse me, Sanders out of Texas. I, look, 6'4", 242, unofficial, 4.67. The athleticism is, is what got my attention. He uh, played – you know, what's that? Who are we talking about? Now you're getting me confused. Jatavion Sanders is who I'm talking about. Okay. Texas. All right. He was my number two tight end on my, my list. Four. He was your number four. So the reason I liked Jatavion was because uh, – and he played 
half and half in line in the slot, so it just depends on the game, I guess. Uh, Asa contributed a lot in the run game as a blocker. He was willing. I thought he he did a pretty good job as a blocker, surprisingly a good blocker in terms of what we've seen from the running backs and the tight end so far. Uh, long strider in, in the pass game when he, get, when he gets into the to his routes, middle of field threat uh, from where he, from the tight end position, also when he's split out a little bit. Uh, needs to do a better job of catching the ball away from his body. Um, he's a willing blocker and needs to get stronger. Shows ability to, to lock up defensive ends, um, but needs to get better sustaining blocks, so I like the, the want to there. Uh, I thought he was pretty good at finding the holes in the zone and the short and intermediate routes. like to see a, bit, a little bit more precision route running, but um, I, I like the athleticism a lot. <sighs> um, uh, let me count to 10. Oh, you didn't agree with any of that? I did a little bit. I didn't right. think he was a great athlete. I thought he was a good enough, good enough speed, just above the line. But to put him oh, in a great athletic category, I don't know if I would do that. He does need to get stronger as a blocker, more of an absorber than he is a deliverer um, <laughs> on contact. And very non-explosive. Very, oh, limited, very limited route tree. He's not a legit vertical deep threat. Uh, the best asset I thought were his hands because oh, okay. I thought that he did extend. I thought he won in contested situations, which he's going to be in a lot. Uh, he was just an average athlete after the catch, uh, not overly elusive. And I was disappointed. He usually went down on first contact in space, mid-round talent. I kind of compared him to McBride out of Colorado State. Good Lord. You must have hated McBride then, huh? I, I gave McBride a Friday grade. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, McBride was probably a little bit better blocker, but this kid and McBride both, I thought, had very good hands in contested situations. This and, is one of the first times, by the way, that we've sort of disagreed on the on the evaluation, which is interesting. What uh, what game did you watch? <laughs> um, I don't have my games here in front of me. I know it was Alabama. I know, uh, I believe, Texas A&M. Okay. Uh, and I can't remember my third game. All right. Yeah, that's interesting because um, we're talking about two different players, it feels like, and we've been pretty much on the same page with these other evaluations. So, hey, that's why we have these conversations, and we'll go back, and uh, I'll certainly watch more. So where did you have Jatavion draft range-wise? Third round. I had Jatavion as a second rounder and Cade Stover, which I, I keep forgetting to tell us the draft, draft rounds. What'd you have for Cade? Uh, second, third round. I had second, third on him as well. Okay. So little discrepancy there. Let's go down the list. Next up, number four, Jaheim Bell, Florida State. And he was your number two on your personal list, correct? Three. Okay. He was three on my personal list as well. All right. Jaheim Bell, do the little numbers here. Almost 6'2", 229 unofficial, so he's a little light uh, by tight end standards. 455 unofficial um, slot, played some running back, played some offset, H-back stuff. He was all over the place, and um, I, I he's a lot of fun to watch. Swiss Army Knife is probably the easiest way to describe him, Rick, because he lines up everywhere. Uh, transferred from South Carolina. And I'll ask you this about Jaheim Bell, and you can give me your scouting report because I think we agree on it based on our comps. Any concern 
and you don't deal with this so much at the professional level, but I know that his family members were on social media not happy that he wasn't playing because it was weird that he didn't play. I don't know the reasons. I don't know if it was he didn't get along with the coaches. I don't know if it was just scheme, whatever, but he didn't play a lot, and that probably precipitated uh, the reason he transferred. Uh, he had very little production, wasn't targeted very often. And in fact, I went back and watched the the bowl game from ni- from 2021 after the 2021 season where he had a huge game against North Carolina to get an idea of what he could do. Any concern about the relatives' involvement in their – You just have to get dig down into uh, why because this kid's athletic ability, this kid's ability to make plays with the ball in his hand, you wonder where was the disconnect at South right. Carolina. So. Right. That's something that'd be definitely you'd have to dig into uh, as you went through the pre-draft process. But I would be, you know, as a parent, if your son is that talented and not getting the ball, unless there's something we don't know about, uh, I could see why he potentially. <laughs> yeah. So is versatility a good thing or a bad thing when you're looking at the next level? Because he can do everything and he does it at a pretty high level on the college yeah, football. No, I field. think it's a, he, it's a, uh, a very good thing because he can do multiple things. And when you can do multiple things, I put into my head, that's probably going to translate into good special teams player as well. No, that's a good point. And when he runs the ball in the backfield as a running back, he looks like a running back. He does not look like a tight end that was asked to carry the ball awkwardly in the backfield. No. And, and if you got stuck or in a pinch as a one back, he can probably, he's not going to do anything electric, but he can probably get you through a game. Right. So lo and behold, you must have been doing something wrong. We had the same comp for this guy. You go ahead. I can't say his name. <laughs> Chig- Chigakwanko out of out of Maryland. Yeah. Um, who was who was tested incredibly well, but he's also a fun player to watch when he's in, in Maryland. Um, drafted by the Titans, right? Yep. Yeah, drafted by the Titans. So, and I also, and you also had a a part B to your comp, as did I. You said Braden Willis, which actually I like a lot. Braden Willis was one of my favorite players last year out of Oklahoma. I said Jalen Samuels because of the versatility. They're different size players, but coming out of NC State, Jalen Samuels was for some reason listed at tight end, but he right. he played mostly running back in the NFL, but that versatility is what made him um, draftable. He, I think it was a fourth or fifth round pick, and one of his best games in the NFL, he, had, he ran for over 100 yards against the, the Patriots in a win four right. or five years ago. Right. I don't know if he's as good a runner as Samuels is. Yeah. Um, but I that's why I went with Willis because I thought Willis did uh they did a lot of things with Willis other than just as a tight end and seen the same thing in this kid, but he's a very good football player. Look at that. We're on the same page. Yeah. The one catch that really stuck out to me was against Georgia. He ran a nine nine route or a go route mm-hmm. for him to go up over top of the uh, defender to pull that down uh was very athletic. It was a 47 yard uh, reception. And was that 2022? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This kid was very athletic with speed after the catch. Catch. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this: the 2021 bowl game. I think it was Duke's Mayo Bowl against UNC. He put on an absolute show, and he made contested catches down the field. Uh, he took a, a, a intermediate route to the house. He had two big runs, so it was hard to find those plays. So. You mentioned one against Georgia, and then you have to go back to the UNC game the year before to, to see more. All right, let's talk about this last guy quickly because we don't want to give too much credit to Pete Prisco, who has made a living at identifying players, Rick. <clears throat> so he turns you on to Arizona State, his uh, alma mater, tight end Jalen Conyers. 
6-4-265-470 unofficial. He's on some um what's the word I should say? I know he's on the, the Shrine Bowl watch list. The, what's that? Watch lists. Thank you. He's on the Shrine Bowl watch list. That's what I was trying to get to. So yeah. And oh, Jaheen Bell. Great. Sorry. Uh I put him as a third rounder. Me too. All right. Jalen Conyers. Here we go. So what do you like about Jalen Conyers other than Pete Prisco recommended him to you? I, I have to give Pete credit because I was looking at other tight ends and then Pete called me and said, you better look at this kid from Arizona state. <laughs> and, uh, and Pete was right so far. Now we'll see how it goes this year, but didn't have a lot of targets or played really didn't show up much in the first half of the season. Then you look at what he did at the end of the half, end of the season, UCLA, the bowl game, um, uh, Arizona game, uh, all of a sudden you say, who the heck is this guy? And this guy is excellent size. I was surprised at how good an athlete he is for his size. Uh, he's not a burner, but he's fast enough, very good play strength. With his size, I thought he gave great effort as a run blocker, but it's yeah. exposure. He may be the best run blocker besides Stover because of his size out of this whole group. So if a team's looking for a combination guy that can actually play on the line of scrimmage Y as a true Y tight end that can be very efficient and effective as a run blocker, uh, I think he's going to – a lot of people are going to look at him that way. Uh, But he extended the catch. He had very good uh, concentration and contested situation. Uh, He had surprising rack for me after the catch, run after catch ability where he had some contact balance, and uh, I thought he was quick to get the ball upfield after the catch. Now, he's not going to totally outrun anyone, uh, but I was shocked when I saw, like, first game early. I was like, why is Pete letting me watch this guy? <laughs> I called Pete, and Pete said, go back and watch these games, and I went back and watched him, and I was pleasantly surprised. He's not polished yet, but – I think uh, this guy has a chance to really come on this year. And my pro comp to him was Tucker Craft out of South Dakota State last year who was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, we'll have to see how Tucker Tucker works out. That, that's a huge comp because that's a lot of athleticism there. I said basically the same thing you did. Uh, he has the ability to catch the ball away from his body, has soft hands with yards after catch potential. Um. Moves well laterally, didn't show much stiffness in his movements, which is also sometimes surprising when you talk about players of that size playing that position. Long strider, not a burner. Listed as four seven guy. He may play a little faster than that. And actually showed some open field elusiveness talking about the athleticism you're talking about. Um, the body type and just the expectations, it, it was a hard comp for me, as you might imagine. I didn't go quite as athletic as Tucker Craft. I w- went with Albert Abuikuinam. Jay Cutler's old tight end for Missouri. I don't think Rick liked that one, Debo. I do. I think it's a very good comparison. <laughs> but I like my Tucker Craft comparison much better because I'm going to give him credit for his athleticism that you're not giving him credit. No, apparently not. And my notes say he's a better athlete than the, the comp. I'll give you that. But I agree with you in terms of the actual evaluation. Um, I'll work on the comps. I'll do. I'll be thinking. Watch this kid. If he has a year how he played at the end of last year, this is one of those guys that will be on everybody's radar that may may not be well-known now, but may be the guy that's going to shoot up the draft charts and see uh, if he does not pass up some of those other guys that we just talked about. 
late day two, you think, for him? Yes, and I'm not so sure as it goes. I'm, uh, you're going to be – I don't want to ruin your vacation, but if he does not pass – if he passes up the Texas Sanders kid, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. No, that's that's why we talk about these things. I had him early day three right now. I think I get I, I docked him a half a half round for being Pete's Pete's guy, but he's a good player. I, I let my notes say he's a better player than my comp does. So uh yeah, Jalen Connors, Pete Prisco, shout out to you. All right, Rick. That's it. That's a wrap. Those are the running backs. Those are the the wide receivers. No, we did running backs and tight ends today. Tight ends? <laughs> I'm so I'm trying to get out of here so quickly. I, I'm just I got I got a lot on my plate, Rick. Uh, I will spend the next 12 hours thinking about my focus when we do this hour show. Just focus on the show. Uh, You're right. And, and 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 focus on the show. I know. I appreciate you holding it together for an hour and one minute, and then I'll, I'll take that. I'm gonna work. I'm gonna think about my comps on my drive down south. Uh, that's it for episode 66. Remember, if you don't mind, give us a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube and subscribe to the old podcast. Leave us a five-star review. We'll be back next week, Rick, to talk offensive linemen, and then we'll turn to the defensive side of the ball. Um, I don't know who my comp's going to be for Joe Alt and uh, Olufashanu, but they will probably be awesome. So, Debo, get the poll ready because I got I think I'm losing three to one no, now. I, poll. Think, I think that it should be – you should – the <laughs> fans should – text you or or whatever uh tweeter at me and see tweeter at you uh (laughs) comps so maybe uh it could be you and the fans against me and the comps see how that's a great idea yeah so send comps for joe alt and olafishanu to at um ryan wilson cbs or at nfl draft cbs for who i think they should be and uh, maybe i'll use those because it can't be any worse than the ones i'm putting out there and that way, when Rick gets angry, he can get angry at you. I'm not getting angry at you. I'm getting. I'm trying to help you. <laughs> and by the fans chiming in, and it could be Ryan Wilson plus instead of Paramount plus. No, oh, uh, oh boy, against, uh, against the the Rick Spielman comps. We'll see I know. I know we have to get out of here, but I got to send you. Uh, someone left a, a great, oh, Debo gave you a grade of 3.2 on your last ad joke at the end of the podcast. Yeah, I got one. All right. Sell it real quick and I'll find this comment of someone <laughs> there that what they thought of your last. Okay. Why Ryan, oh, as, you, as you drive the next 12 hours after this podcast, do you never get in, get into a fight with a dinosaur? Why, Rick, do you never get into a fight with a dinosaur? Because you'll get giraffe kicked. Oh, that one that one I don't hate. What's the grade on that one, Devo? Yeah, you like kind of curse, and that brings up the grade. <laughs> At least th- I'm going to give that a six, six, yeah. six. That's pretty good. That's the best one yet. So uh, Joey Nichols in the comments after your last dad joke around at the end of the, the wide receivers podcast. Uh, Debo gave you three, two. Uh, Joey said three, two is way too generous. I give Rick a one, two out of 10 uh, on his dad joke. Quarterback joke. That thing doesn't even have a pulse. We're talking dead on arrival. The best thing you can say about it is that it made use of words. So Joey didn't like well, it. Quite my, uh, comps are much better than my dad jokes is what he's saying. I don't know. This comp right here, this dad joke was pretty good. I think Debo's right. Um, All right. Thank you for everyone for watching and listening and the comments. We appreciate it. We'll be back next Thursday to talk 
offensive linemen. Until then, see you guys later. Safe trap. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Deucible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must Listen, download, and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.